Today's Survivor Exit Interview Podcast is sponsored by NatureBox. NatureBox ships great-tasting, wholesome snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and start snacking smarter with wholesome, delicious treats like dark cocoa almonds. Support the podcast by ordering a free NatureBox sampler box at naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P. That's right. Free NatureBox snacks are found at naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestronino here, and we're back with another Survivor Exit interview. And after the fifth episode of Survivor, San Juan del Sur, we are going to talk with Kelly Wentworth, the latest person to be voted out of Survivor. So very much looking forward to talking with Kelly here today. We had a very, very fun recap of the episode last night with Stephen Fishback on Survivor Know-It-Alls. You can hear that show and much, much more on Rob Has a Website Com. Then we're getting ready for later today. It's the return of Coach. The Dragon Slayer returns to Rob Has a Podcast. And then we're going to get into your voicemails where we're going to give it up for Mike Bloom. Yeah, so we're going to talk to Mike later on today. Should be a very, very fun podcast coming up later on on Thursday. Make sure you don't miss it. Subscribe to Rob Has a Podcast. Rob Has a Website dot com slash iTunes. Okay, I see that we have Kelly here on the line. So let's go ahead and patch her in. Kelly, are you there? Hey, Rob. How's it going? It's a pleasure to be talking with the uh, biggest strategic threat in the game, (laughs) according to a, a guy who's basically a badass. Oh, I mean, obviously. Hello. <laughs> anyway, Kelly, very well, I'm not excited to be talking to you because uh, I thought well, you would have either. <laughs> I thought you would have been fun to keep no, around. Thanks. I'm not excited to be talking to you on October 23rd. I'll put it that way. Oh, me either, Rob. This sucks. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad uh, we're ready to uh, get into it because I have a lot yeah. of questions about what happened last night. I didn't really understand. You were not on my radar for going home. I thought it was going to be your dad. Uh, was that a shock for you as well? Um, it actually wasn't a shock. So I knew that it was either going to be me or Baylor going home um, just based on conversations that I had had with John and Jacqueline. And I just had that feeling like right before tribal, they weren't really talking to us. They kind of were walking around with their heads down, like, you know, dogs with tails between their legs, like all ashamed. And so I knew that it was probably going to be me. Um, a lot of people didn't get to see that, but, um, yeah, it really wasn't a blindside by any means. Because it seemed like, from Missy and Baylor's perspective, they had all the problems with your dad. That Missy was mm-hmm. arguing with your dad about making the rice. That Baylor and your dad had beef over um, her voting for him early on. And you know, Missy talked about you know, Mother Bear is going to come out and protect oh, the God. baby, the Kill baby bear. Uh, I guess that makes you Goldilocks, right? I God, I don't want to be any part of that. <laughs> so why why they come after you? Well, so here's the thing, Rob, that you maybe don't know and that everyone is is now going to learn. Um, Before the tribe swap, when I was on Hunapu, I was very close with Jeremy and Natalie. And I had mentioned, you know, in a few conversations that I wanted John gone over Drew because I thought he was a bigger threat. Well, Missy caught wind of this and told John that I wanted him out. So here we go, move forward to the tribe swap. And look who's on the tribe with me, John and Missy, the one person I want out and the one person that basically went behind my back and told him. So, of course, like, why would John not want to vote me out? Like, I was going after him. 
So that's okay. really what happened. So this conversation between John and Missy, did this happen while you guys were still on Hunapu or it happened after the swap when you guys uh, switched to the new tribe? It happened at Hunapu. Now, why? Why would she do that at Hunapu? I have no idea because I guess she's really close with John. I mean, she literally acted like he was her child. I mean, she'd be making rice way too much, as we know. And she would be saying in this really creepy baby voice, like, John, 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 do you want some more rice? And he'd go, yes, mama. Like, it was so pathetic, Rob. Like, I cannot even express to you. I, I wish you knew how to deal with out there with all these people that had no freaking clue what was going on. <laughs> well, Kelly, I think you're shedding some light onto this rice mystery of how did oh, one God. tribe completely go through their rations. Are you saying that it was Missy who was making all these big portions and then feeding them to Drew and John? Like, God, boys, eat, eat. <laughs> Come on over here. Let me feed you. Okay, that sounded more like Keith. But um, yeah, yes, it was totally Missy. Missy's only job around camp was to cook rice. Like she, I don't think she did anything else. Maybe got water a couple times. Um, so she was the rice queen. And I told them multiple times, like, hey, we are using way too much. You should not have extra rice at the end of eating, you know, in the pot. No one wants to eat because we're full. And now Drew was complaining he was hungry. John's a big guy. He was hungry. And so she wanted to keep everyone happy, I guess. Because I thought it was funny in the episode that when John came over to uh, the new tribe, uh, to Coyopa, he was like, yeah, we get to eat. And it's like he ate all the rice <laughs> at one camp and then he just moved to the next pantry. I mean, totally. And Missy said the same thing. Like, I don't care what Dale says. We're going to eat. It's like, hey, I I'm sorry, but I have to side with my dad on this one. And I just bit my tongue because I didn't, you know, want to be a target. But I totally agreed. I mean, she ate Hunapu out of house and home and then comes over to Koyopa and is like, we're going to do it my way. And then you've got Baylor, like, eating off a community spoon. Like, I just, oh, my God. I'm, mm, that's all I can say. And maybe Missy feels like the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Well, that obviously hasn't worked in the past. Oh, Kelly, Kelly, come on, come on. I, I, okay, okay, I'll play nice. I'll play come nice. Come on, come on now. Uh, <laughs> let, all right, let's have some real, real I'm talk now. I'm channeling my inner twenty. Come on, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. All right, let's let's talk about you and your dad because it seemed yeah, like totally. you were kind of pissed with with your dad, uh, Dale, mm -hmm. aka Farm Guy sixty nine, that you were upset yeah. with him after the vote last night. Is that, is that still the case? Are you upset? Do you feel like your dad cost you your game on Survivor? Well, let me just start by saying that my dad and I have a great relationship now. It just has been an amazing experience and has really, really helped us. Um, you know, me saying that I wouldn't want to play with my dad is simply because I think Survivor should be played as a single. There's only one winner. It's very, very hard to play Blood versus Water because you're worried about, you know, where do I stand in my alliance and who am I with and am I making the right choice? And then I'm also like, well, here's my dad and what is he doing? And of course, I'm going to be worried. I mean, you're in it for yourself, but you do have a loved one out there and you have to worry about what they're doing. Um, it's just natural instinct. So I, although it was difficult to play with him and I would want to play by myself, I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. Now, you said that you guys are, are, doing, are doing good now. Now, did you guys have a strained relationship before Survivor? Yeah, so we did a little bit just from uh, some stuff that happened in the past. We didn't talk for a few years. And so we've kind of been, you know, slowly rebuilding that. And it's been going well um, the past two or three years now. 
Um, but yeah, this was, so this was great because we were able to have this experience and now I have someone to talk to. No one else understands, but my dad totally does. And I call him up for every episode, just venting like, Oh, see what happened there. Remember that? It's great. Now, one of the things from preseason and carried over into the game was that your dad was very keen on the twenties and said, Hey, I saw them on mm-hmm. amazing race. They were, they were no good. And we got to get rid of them. Now, you on your tribe, you didn't seem to have that same bias against Natalie. Now, did you agree with your dad about that? Or was that something that was just uh, in his mind about that the 20s are untrustworthy? Yeah, so we had talked about that on Night Zero. Uh, just, hey, you know, if we have to go to tribal first, who's kind of an easy target? Because that first tribal is so hard. You barely know anyone. I mean, you're looking for any reason to vote somebody out because you haven't really built up those relationships yet. So we had said, like, you know, if one of us goes, the twenties would be an easy one to target. Obviously, that was Nadia. And, um, you know, playing with Natalie, I don't think she was sneaky at all. I think Amazing Race was much different. But he had to find a target early on to get it off of him. And so that's why uh, we pegged him. Okay. Last week, let's go back to yeah. Drew, who, you know, oh, gosh. for whatever reason, decided you were the biggest target in the game. If it was, if they didn't stop you, mm. you were going to get the women together and you were going to go all the way to the end. Um, you know, we, we didn't know if he was actually right or not. Do you say, is that a compliment? Because, oh my God, like he's right. I am the biggest threat in the game. I was going to take the women. Or do you say like, this guy is such an idiot. I wasn't doing any of these things. Um, it's totally a compliment. I mean, I would, I would rather be voted out for being a threat than being lazy or being annoying. Um, I'm not referencing anyone in particular here. So you're talking about me. I no, no, I oh, mean, okay. just, nope, this is, nope, this is a statement. Um, so yeah, I take it as a compliment. You know, it, it stinks that I, that the tribe swap happened and I got out and there really wasn't a chance for me to kind of show like some things that I had up my sleeve, but it is what it is. That's, that's how it goes sometimes. And that's just the luck of the draw. So thank you, Drew, for the compliment. Appreciate it. Okay. Now, was the episode last week that we saw where Drew was just carrying on in front of everybody, you know, he talked about the editing and how it wasn't quite what it seemed like. Did you feel like last week's episode was an accurate depiction of those couple days around the Hunapu tribe? Yeah, I I actually did think it was an accurate uh, <laughs> description of what was going on, you know, and that wasn't even in a couple of days. That was in like a two hour time frame that he just totally went out of control. I mean, he was just running around like a crazy person, which I mentioned in Tribal. And he was talking about me right in front of him. I mean, you saw it. That wasn't editing. He was literally standing there saying my name loud enough for me to hear. And I just thought, oh my gosh, who am I out here with? Like these people are so stupid. I'm sorry, but like, come on. Even if you haven't seen Survivor, you know better than to talk about somebody when they're right there. Come on, guy. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Keith real quick because we didn't see you guys have too many conversations with him uh, before the vote. Was that something that, was he somebody that you and your dad were talking with or was he just firmly in the Missy and Baylor camp? Well, I did talk to Keith on multiple occasions, not just at Koyopa, but at Hunapu. And Keith is as sweet as he is. Um, You know, his strategy was just non-existent. So talking to him, it was almost impossible to get a read. And he didn't really say one way or the other, what do you want to do? And 
I think he and uh, Missy were, were pretty tight. He actually told me on Hunafu he was in an alliance with Missy. Thank you, Keith, for telling you that. So he did kind of whatever Missy and Baylor wanted to do. Okay, now we saw a lot between your dad and his relationship with Baylor and his relationship with Missy. Mm-hmm. But what was your relationship like in those couple days that you were together with the two younger women in Jacqueline and Baylor? Yeah, I felt like I actually did connect with Jacqueline. You know, we're about the same age. We're in a similar occupation. We, you know, we go fishing and talk about getting out Baylor because she's a flipper. So I thought, wow, like this actually might be okay for me. Uh, Baylor, on the other hand, I just didn't really get along with, not because of my dad, but just the way that Missy was so protective over her and kind of like boss Baylor around. I was like, man, I just don't really want anything to do with these two. So... Okay. Um, going back to in your original tribe in Hunapu, uh, when I had the chance to speak to Drew last week, he talked about how there was a lot of drama in the camp surrounding Reed. Did you? Is that mm-hmm. an accurate statement? Was there a lot of stuff going on with Reed? And, and if so, what was going on? Gosh, I don't even know what happened with Reed. I approached him day one because I thought, hey, I kind of want to work with this guy. And he seemed on board. And then all of a sudden, I hear from all these different people, like, Reed said the guys against the girls, and the girls are against the or whatever, all these crazy things. And I didn't really hear that from Reed. So it did make me a little skeptical of him because, I, like, uh, if everyone's saying this, I can't align with him if everyone's already against him. So I'm not really sure what all that drama was he stirred up. Uh, he was always fine with me, um, but he maybe did go a little too hard too soon. Okay. In the episode, we saw that there was a lot of interaction between John and Jacqueline. Was was that a big issue? What do you uh, mean by interaction? Uh, PDA <laughs> is what I believe the term is. Was, was, I just want to hear you say it. Okay. Was there a was there a lot of uh, PDA? Because it looked like from the episode, if uh, if Josh and Reed are going to abstain until marriage, it didn't look like that John and Jacqueline were going to abstain until they got off Survivor. Oh my goodness. I think they were just happy to see each other. I I think that they literally showed every clip of them kissing, you know, at night when I was sleeping next to them, there certainly wasn't anything going on. At least I didn't hear anything. Um, So they really were tolerable. They were fine. It wasn't as bad as it seemed. (laughs) Kelly, who were you closest with uh, during your time on the show? You got to play with a lot of the different people between the two Mm -hmm. tribes. Who, Who was your closest ally? Well, actually, Natalie was my buddy. Like we, you know, we tried to hide that. Like we would go to the well and talk, but then we didn't want people to know. So sometimes I'd be like, hey, girl, I'm not going to talk to you for today. And that's cool because I don't want people to know we're together. Um, But yeah, I was really close with Natalie and she is seriously such a cool chick. And I, you know, I think she can go really far. Like she's playing such a great game. So we'll see. And Jeremy too. He's awesome. Did that piss your dad off that you became friends with a twinny? I think he's questioning my judgment, but no, not Kelly, at all. I, mean, I told you, no twinnies. I know, just like the rice. Put that down. Stay that away from it. Oh my god, no, he's cool. And how about playing with Jeremy? Uh, it's been a little hard to read. You know, is he somebody that is you know kind of overbearing? That we saw the whole stuff going down with Keith about the immunity idol at Tribal Council last week, or is he somebody that was actually uh, really well liked and respected uh, with that original Hunapu group? Everyone in Hunapu respected Jeremy. I think that everyone thought they had an alliance with Jeremy. So he was in a really good spot. I mean, he he did get very emotional about a few things, which is understandable in blood versus water. So 
I, I think Jeremy is a great player. He knows the game and he, he got in with everybody. And he got along with everyone really well. All right. Well, Kelly, I think you did a great job here today. Uh, very sad to see you go. I hope that uh, at some point we can get you back on here to talk about uh, some more Survivor. You're going to keep watching the show? Oh, of course. I have a few favorites I'm rooting for. I heard you've seen every season. Oh, uh, well, I have. Okay. The rumor's true. It's true. Okay, very good. <laughs> all right, well, Kelly, uh, thanks so much, and I uh, hope to talk to you again soon. All right, absolutely. Thanks, I'll appreciate it. Take care. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. That was Kelly Wentworth here on Robin's Podcast. Maybe we could see a Kelly Wentworth voicemail section uh, sometime in Survivor 30. I think that's a possibility. Very good job. Got to cover a lot of ground. I always like it when we get to an exit interview and somebody that we can cover uh, a bunch of different topics. I get to ask all the questions I have and then have to come up with even more because they answered everything that we wanted to know. So great job there by Kelly. Kelly. All right. So uh, let's take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of Rob as a podcast. I told you at the top of the show, it's our friends over at Nature Box. And of course, at Nature Box, they want you to know about some free snacks. Yes, they're going to give you the chance to get free snacks. So put down the candy bar, drop the potato chips because they're not good for you. And do what I do. Get delicious, wholesome snacks at NatureBox.com. Now, here's the thing about Nature Box. You don't have to go and make a trade. That's right. You can just eat your nature box and then when it's done they send you more nature box and you don't have to go and beg Jeff Probst, Jeff can I please have some more nature box no you get plenty and you'll be full because I know I've gotten a bunch of nature box uh, they're delicious and I don't feel guilty about eating them because they're better for me they've got zero artificial flavors colors sweeteners and zero grams of trans fat and no high fructose corn syrup you'll even find snacks with no sugar added and without gluten ingredients unlike that rice Rice that Missy is just shoving down people's throat. That's got plenty of gluten, white rice. So in the afternoon slump when I'm hungry and irritable, here's what I do. I grab peanut butter nom noms from Nature Box or baked sweet potato fries or the dark cocoa almonds. I can't help myself when it comes to dark cocoa almonds. I'm like Dale wanting to vote out a 20. I can't help myself. It's so good. And there's so much better for you than other snack options out there like vultures. The juice is not worth the squeeze. I hear. And so I want to give you the chance to try Nature Box for free with a free trial box featuring five of the most popular snacks. You heard me. Free snacks. Start your free trial. Go to naturebox.com slash RHAP. Stay full, stay strong. Do what I do and snack smarter. Go to naturebox.com slash RHAP to get a free trial box of delicious snacks from Nature Box. Okay, so we've got a big show coming up here later on in the day. I'm going to speak with Coach and then we're going to answer your voicemails coming to us from Mike Bloom. So what you want to do to get your voicemails into the show, go to 323-282-RHAP or for the high quality voicemails that come from your phone or your computer, you could do that at robhasawebsite.com slash voicemail. So robhasawebsite.com slash voicemail to do it on your computer or your smartphone or if you want to call in on your phone line, 323-282-RHAP. And I'm sure we're going to have some fun talking with Mike and Coach later on in the day. So we'd love to get your thoughts what you thought about Kelly here on the exit interview. Tell us what you thought on our website, robhaswebsite.com. Make sure you don't miss our show later on today by subscribing, robhaswebsite.com slash iTunes. And we're going to have a lot of fun later on in the day today. So make sure you check that out. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. 
Now that the show's over, don't forget to go to naturebox.com and sign up to get your free sampler box of great-tasting, wholesome snacks. Forget the vending machine. Start snacking smarter with delicious treats like barbecue kettle kernels. Go to naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P. That's naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P.